welcome to Yawi Reddit, the podcast where two best friends are reading young adult novels from their youth. I am one of your hosts, Maggie Gates. And I'm also one of your hosts, and my name's Laura Petro. And today we are reading the fourth book in the Vampire Diaries franchise. It is called The Dark Reunion. A lot happens. Oh, boy. This might be a long episode, quite honestly, because uh, yeah. it's a lot to cover, and all of it is necessary. That's, that's true. It's very um, important. For uh, teeing up the rest of the series. Which, the next part of the series doesn't continue until ten years later. Like, in our time, the book comes out in ten years, but it apparently picks up right where this book left off. That's crazy. It took yeah. L.J. Smith, so it took L.J. Smith ten years to write the fifth book, the next yeah. one. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? It's kind of nice, though, because I think with the end of this book, uh, she left herself a clean slate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She can really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, Listeners, where did we leave off? Elena, dead. Bonnie, the new protagonist. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Things- <laughs> A wild twist. And it's six months past Elena's death. Apparently, they had another, like, funeral for her, which must have been really confusing for- Yeah. The uh, people to just hold another service. Yeah. But if there's one thing I've learned about the people of Fell's Church is they're so two-dimensional and then j- just, like, willing to get over things so quickly- yeah, they're very much like, if we ignore the problem, the problem doesn't exist. Yeah. And they really... Man, sounds like me with all of my exes. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to go to therapy for that. We yeah, can just I pretend... can ignore it. Pretend everything's fine and you're good. That wasn't even the same person. That wasn't even me. Yeah, exactly. Then. I don't know her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they uh, just are like, well, the supernatural thing uh, didn't happen. It didn't... There yeah. was nothing about that. Poof, it's done. Poof, it's done. Like, that... that was weird what a wild summer what a wild summer you guys that was crazy uh bonnie has her diary now we know that she started keeping it after elena died which like good for her a great way to process her own trauma that she probably has now or definitely has now yep and like laura said we've we've switched to bonnie it's bonnie's journal time um, and Caroline is throwing Meredith a birthday party a week late because, yeah, she's trying to be a good friend, but she's not, like, that great yet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Caroline's uh, point of, you know, reintroducing herself to her friends is, like, being like, let's hang out again after your old best friend and my arch nemesis died. Uh, Bonnie's also like, hey, um, I don't know, a lot of death has happened. Maybe, like, parties aren't the best idea. And Caroline's like, oh, hush. Yeah, Bonnie's on edge because she had a dream the night before that, like, Elena came to her and she was kind of tracing her through the graveyard and says that he's changing things. And it's a, a parenthesis around he, so we don't know who he is. Yep. Um, And maybe having a surprise birthday party for Meredith isn't the best thing right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they're like, maybe let's just all hang out. It'll be fine. Uh, but Bonnie's telling Meredith, like, hey, I had this weird dream. Uh, but then, of course, they go into Carolyn's house, and it's a surprise. And, of course, Bonnie, frail as she is, is like, oh, my God, Meredith, please don't kill me. I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, and Meredith uh, takes everything with a cool, calm demeanor, and it's like, haha, it's fine. Yeah. And Caroline uh, begrudgingly invited Vicki Bennett, who, as we know, was left in pretty shit condition yeah. in the past few books. Yeah. She was attacked by a vampire. They're like, hey, you know what? She needs a good girl's day. <laughs> she needs a G&O. A nice little girl's night out. Um, and they also, uh, Meredith's like, oh my god, wait, this is weird. Uh, and like, uh, wait, no, here's how it is. Bonnie's like, 
uh, I don't know. I guess we thought we would just like have it a week after your birthday because like it would throw you off track. And then she was like, uh, no, today's my actual birthday. How did you figure that out? And Carolyn's like, I got your mom to tell me. Uh, and Meredith's like, yeah, we don't celebrate my birthday because that's when my grandfather was attacked by a vampire. And now he's in, um, an institution. Yeah. And then they're like, they're like, let's take a picture. Yeah. Meredith reveals a lot before this. <laughs> Birthday is actually June 6th, not May 30th. And, oh, yeah, she doesn't like celebrating it because uh, her grandpa did this wacky thing where he tried to kill her and her grandmother after he was attacked. So I also don't think I'd want yeah. to remember my birthday. Let's take a picture. Let alone commemorate it with a photo. But yeah. they do. Caroline makes Vicky take the photo, which devastating. Yeah, yeah, real harsh. <laughs> um, and Bonnie just, you know, unloads on everyone. Is like, this is a trustworthy group. So I've been talking to Elena in my dreams. Yeah, she's kind of spurred by the fact that Sue looks a little weird in the photo and then just goes down a rabbit hole yeah. of all of her problems right now. Yeah. And we also learn Alaric and Meredith are dating, but he's in Russia, which, why are they dating? He's your teacher. He's in Russia, and he also wants her to, like, go to school in Prague or something. I don't know. Or no, he he, he wants her to go to Duke so he mm-hmm. can be close to her. And then Bonnie was also like, I don't know if they're planning on having babies after graduation. And I was like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Bonnie's like, I just want her to go to school with me. This guy is like 30. Let's all chill out. Let's like rewind. Um, But never fear. Carolyn's like, oh, crazy that you're having those dreams. Let's go get my Ouija board and talk about them more. Yeah, I guess everyone in town now believes, like, they believe in the supernatural, but they don't want to address that it happened. It's like my mom not wanting to take responsibility for the consequences of her actions. Yeah, that's a good analogy. (laughs) I love dogging on my mom in a format she cannot Hey, that's what this podcast is for, is for dogging on on your mom. So they break out the Ouija board, and they're trying to contact Elena. They, They get a hold of her quick. Yeah, very fast. Yeah, they also made a Vicky go get the Ouija board by herself, and she, like, freaks out because she feels like something grabbed her, which was, like, something's up, something's going on. It turns out to be on. just coats, but, uh... Or was I, it? I don't know why they would send Vicky, the frailest person in the world, Right, to go. like, everybody, she should not be left alone. Like, isn't that what we've learned? In a house alone to go get a Ouija board? Like, come on, have yeah. you not seen a horror movie? Maybe they haven't. And probably they have. I mean, they've lived a horror movie, am I right? Well, they graduated in 1992. When did Scream come out? Like, 94? Something like that, yeah. But, like, other horror movies exist, like Friday the 13th. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) If you've seen Friday the 13th, you should know not to fuck with dreams. Oh, absolutely. You mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh. Is it that one? (laughs) Yeah. What's the 13th? That's the slasher at the camp. Yeah, hockey Hockey mask, Jason. He mean, he's still, like, a supernatural dude. Don't they go up against each other at some point? Dream Boy and uh, Hockey Boy? That's in 2005, and then you're talking about the uh, Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. Starring Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child. Spoiler alert, but who won? Do you know who wins in the in the toe-to-toe of Freddy v. Jason? I think Jason won. Nice. Because I think nobody expected Jason to win, and then I think he won. I watched it with Hobart, and I forget who won. But boy, it was horrible. We watched it, and we're like, this isn't even, like, fun bad. This is just stupid. Uh, well, that's why they probably don't know. They don't have Freddy versus Jason yet. It's not too 2005 yeah exactly they just they just don't know they're just so in the dark they don't have the internet uh they get a hold of elena really quick on this ouija board yeah uh and they they ask her pretty pointed questions pretty fast which they they don't get any bullshit which good for them they're not like who am i gonna end up with yeah it's it's like, like what's happening and she's like great 
Thanks for calling. Uh, by the way, uh, this guy, he might interrupt us, but here's something, uh, here's what's up. Bad things are happening. You're in grave danger. And Caroline's like, how do we know that this is Elena? And she's like, shut up, Caroline. And they're like, oh, nice. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, and communication gets, starts getting stalled. They start getting, you know, rap, rapid answers that reference the dream Bonnie had with, like, these mouse and sandwiches. Twice, both in the dream and in the Ouija board, Elena has told Bonnie, do a summoning spell. And Bonnie's like, uh, what do I need for the summoning spell? And then all of a sudden they think that it's taken over by the bad presence because it just goes blood, 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 blood. Which is terrifying. <laughs> I, I would freak out. Reading that, I was like, um, I don't like even imagining this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could you imagine you and your friends like, oh, let's do a Ouija board. And the Ouija board just starts rapidly spelling out blood over and over again. That's the worst thing it could spell out. What? Locust? I'm not afraid of that. That's just a fly. I guess death would be oh. also pretty bad. Death would be scary, but it's like death is so far removed where like blood is so present and could happen like yeah. Now. I guess that's fair. It seems yeah. More immediate. Blood, blood is yeah very foreboding because you're like death is an absolute. Blood could mean a lot of things. And Elena's like blood, blood, blood. Log off, log off, log yeah, off. Yeah, basically because he's coming. He's a coming. We and don't then, know who he is. As if this couldn't get more terrifying, all of the lights go out. So they form a long line to get out of the house, uh, rapid fire. They're like, single file, we're getting out of here. And when Caroline lets go of Bonnie at one point, like a big meaty hand. (laughs) I hated how it's described. That's when I was sucked into this book because I was one, horrified, and two, gotta know what happens next. Big meaty hand just appears from out the mist and grabs her instead, but Meredith's her... Pulling her back, pulling yeah, her away. Yeah, and they're, like, crouching behind a recliner being like, great, so uh, we could go out the back, or we could, like, do this. They're game planning. They're smart. They've been in enough dire situations now that they're good at acting fast. So how I pictured the next scene, how it goes down, is, like, they were in Caroline's room. They were doing the Ouija board, and they went downstairs to all try to get up, but they got separated. Yeah. So Bonnie and Meredith are in the living room. Caroline is out of the house. Caroline just sprinted. She did not care. And Vicky and Sue are, like, upstairs. Yeah. And uh, they lose Vicky's hand in the process, Bonnie and Meredith do. And, the, the well, where are they? Vicky's shrieking upstairs, yeah. so it can't be good. Lots of screaming upstairs. They're they're trying to make their way back up there because they gotta go investigate. Lights come back on. Helpful. Helpful. But, uh, but also, to their dismay, they go into uh, the, like, master bedroom that they wound up in. Yeah. And the entire, like, window and, like, parts of the wall have been just, like, shattered and, like, torn away. And they look over the balcony and Sue Carson uh, has plummeted to her death. Windows got blown out. Sue's back got blown out. She broke her spine, baby. Yeah, and not in, like, a sexy way, if you know what no, I mean, listeners. not in a sexy way. <laughs> Sue has her neck just, like... I'm sorry, referring to somebody's death as they broke their back, not in a sexy way. They got their black back blown out by death. That's so funny. Back blown out by death. B-B-O-B-D. Wow, put that on a, a put bumper that on sticker. A bumper sticker. Um, and not in the good way. Yeah, and, you know, at, we, we fast forward to, like, a few days after this incident, and, you know, Bonnie and Meredith are, like, talking about it and talking about how crazy it is that the town thinks nothing happened. Uh, they also think that uh, a lot of people think Vicky pushed Sue. Yeah. Um, and Carolyn and her family uh, are finally like, yeah, enough weird stuff has happened, so we're going to leave. 
Um, and they're like, hey, Carolyn, but, like, people could, like, like it's this power could follow you. Like, it's not, like, uh, like since it's been in your house, it can follow you now. But Carolyn's like, no, I think I'm going to skip school for a bit and just stay confined in an apartment. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, whatever. But well, Matt believes them. Matt believes them, but also Matt is not doing too no, well. No, Matt is really in, um, his, has never, uh, faced reality a day in his life and just kind of realizing his own mortality, and I think that's making him really down. Yeah, Matt's in, like, my space, wind swept bangs, my chemical romance phase. Yeah. Like, big time. Yeah. Very depressed, uh, speaking like he is, like, a beat poet, I, he's, he's not doing too hot, yeah. and- uh, he is trying to, like, defend Bonnie and Meredith's honor a little bit at school because Tyler's, like, trying to antagonize them, insisting yeah. that if Bonnie and Meredith weren't so fucking scared in the living room, they could have done something to save Sue. And it's like, how does he know? <laughs> yeah. That's how weird, Tyler. You know? You're being sus as fuck. How do you know where they were when Sue died? Right? That's a weird thing for you to know. But Matt offers to help with the summoning spell. Uh, they deduce from the codes and the situations they've been in with Elena that they need hair and blood. Uh, and they're like, how are we going to get the hair and blood of Stefan, who we clearly need to call because he's a vampire and he can help us. And they're like, well, we should go back to the tomb where he was tied up and bled out a lot and probably his hair probably fell out a bit too. Yeah, and my first thought was there were three people in there who got severely injured and got their hair ripped out. How are you going to get the right evidence? And they go down there and they deduce that um, the place with like the most blood is where uh, Damon was hurt. So they go to the place um, where it seems like there's less blood and they're like, yeah, Stefan was probably around here. Yeah, it, maybe it's Elena, but probably not. So Matt scrapes Stefan's blood. With, with a plastic, like, knife that they got from Meredith's car. Yeah, he's just scraping the blood off the wall and, like, collecting it in a napkin, which I, I kind of hated. I didn't love yeah. the visual of them getting, like, hair follicles from this dirty crypt floor and then, like, blood from yeah. the tail. But... Whatever. That's happening. The book is also taking the time to summarize a lot of the last book in this place, being yeah. like, you don't remember where this blood is from? Let's catch up to speed. Hey, that's a young adult classic trope of, hey, if you just picked up this book, let us tell you what you missed. That was kind of wild for her to employ that in the fourth book, not having done it in the first three, because I was like, she why now? It, she did it a little bit uh, here and there in the first, the second and third book. I guess. I feel like this one was the most apparent yeah. that I noticed. But they go back to Bonnie's after this to make a summoning circle, and they do the ritual, and then we have a little cut to a scene of, like, what's Stefan and Damon up to? Uh, just two brothers living together in Italy. It seems like they're having a great time in Florence, Italy. At least Damon is, because he's got a Ferrari. Yeah, and Damon's also just, like, hitting on college girls and bringing them back home. It's alluded that he fucks them, but then also sucks their blood. At least that's how I interpreted it, the way it was written. Yeah. Um, and then Stefan always has to uh, catch them as they're leaving, being like, ah, yes, you do not remember anything that happened this evening. Yeah, Stefan's just kind of like his maid. Yeah. And, and Damon's like, why don't you just leave if you're going to pick on me for being evil and feeding on people? And Stefan's like, because I promised Elena I would take care of you. And we get a lot of the back and forth, yeah. like... You don't even want me here, go. But Damon's just putting Stefan up to test is how I felt. I was yeah. like, oh, he wants him there, obviously. Well, and then also Stefan makes a jab uh, that uh, Damon is hooking up with girls who look like Elena because he's like, wow, you couldn't even get the eye color right, Damon. 
Yeah, that was devastating because he hooks up with someone with green eyes and he's like, um, by the way, if you want to do this right, Elena's eyes are blue. Yeah. Which, ouch. God. But Bonnie gets through to Stefan and lets him know, hey, we need help. Um, and also she's like, oh, maybe if I drop Elena's name in this conversation, he'll come. And she does. And he does. Look at how that works. That's great. And uh, before he gets there, she has yet another dream where Elena, uh, Elena is warning her again. Uh, that is a common through line through this book is a lot of dreams where Elena's just like, no, don't. Yeah, the dreams always start off kind of nice because yeah. Elena's like controlling it before this other presence comes in and starts like warping it. Um, but I don't know how much we get from this dream. All I got away was that she was like, tell Stefan I love him. Yeah, and then Stefan shows up, but uh-oh, Damon's here too. And he claims that he was summoned as well because they got his hair with the spell, um, as well. Yeah, it's, Stefan's kind of, like, it's very funny, he's in the hallway with Bonnie, and he's like, uh, you said you needed me, and Bonnie's like, not, not here, not now, just, uh, go in the broom closet, and Stefan's just like, okay. Yeah. And then they find Damon in the parking lot, just also ready to join them, and they kind of go with it, because, I mean, I don't, what else, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know? they're like, yeah, they, they don't trust Damon, but, like, he's here, might as well try. <laughs> So after school, they all go to the boarding house, and they have, like, their official introductions, like, hello, let's do a catch-up. And then before that, uh, or I guess during that, Mrs. Flower shows up, and she's like, I have grape juice for everybody, don't worry, I know exactly why you're here, and I know you both are vampires, don't mind me, uh, but how's the grape juice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sus. It's fucking sus. Mrs. Flowers is too chill with it. Even when they were, they suspected her yeah. as maybe someone causing everything in the town and she's just doing laundry. Anyone who is doing normal things has to be hiding something. That one woman do, can't have that much laundry is all I'm saying. No. Did yeah. she do it for the whole boarding house? I don't know. I highly doubt it. I don't know. But also, uh, we also learn in this exchange uh, with the, the dream fill-in and Mrs. Flowers coming in, uh, that Fell's Church, since it has had so much bloodshed mm -hmm. throughout the centuries, that it is a place that has a lot of energy for it, which would make it a great breeding ground for all of these powers to come into play. Yeah, since Virginia is the site of the Civil War... It's got a, a big history. And, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's a fair point. That one, I'm like, yeah, that checks out. I yeah, mean, that checks look, out. I believe it. If you look at Gettysburg, it's like Gettysburg is hella haunted yeah. because of the Civil War. I kind of wish this book was set in Gettysburg now. <laughs> I wish there was a book set. Well, I'm sure there is. But, like, damn. Reading stories about Gettysburg on Reddit is my favorite hole to go down. Yeah. I've been doing, well, not that one as recently, but I've do that a lot. And then I also look at, like, when people drink too much Robitussin and trip at night and a lot of them, like, repaint the hallucinations they have. And there's this one, you know, I'm just going down this hole, why not? Oh, yeah, there's this okay. one of, like, know. a shower curtain, and the guy repainted it, and he saw hands gripping the top of the shower curtain. And I've been thinking about it every single night before I go to bed, and it's really fucking with my Yeah, seat. that would make me have nightmares. I do not like that. So I'm not going down the Robitussin uh, Reddit hole. Hey, <laughs> listeners, I think we learned a valuable lesson that the Gettysburg Reddit hole is a good hole to go down. The Robitussin Reddit hole is a bad one to go I down. I really like spooky shit, but sometimes the spooky shit scares the Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Spooky shit is fun, and then you realize that, like, uh, shit is spooky, and then you don't like it anymore. I get the 
very, I get very much get the same way that I'm like, this is cool. And someone's like, we should go to a haunted house. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I would rather look at, at my holes on the internet at 3 a.m. Yeah. at the worst time. Uh, yeah, I don't want anything physically there. I'd rather read things and uh, have a, a screen that I can turn off. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but they're, after this, they're like, well, I guess we should just go talk to Vicky, see what's up with her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Mrs. Potter's letting them stay at the boarding house. They got lodging covered. They yeah, gotta figure out good. the rest of their game. So they go to Vicky's to interrogate her, and Stefan hypnotizes her to let them in through the window. But um, I think they all go in but Damon. Damon isn't invited in. And yeah. Vicky says to him that he, again, we don't know he, he's going to kill them all. Vicky really just got the short end of the stick. I don't think we saw, I think we maybe got two sentences of Vicky as a character before she was attacked in the first book. And she has just been just on pins and needles ever since. This poor girl. She She can't catch a break. She had such a clear character flip too because she was kind of slutty and bitchy before. And I was like, nice. And now she's just afraid of everyone or uh, prone to episodes of psychosis, which sucks. Yeah, and they're trying to get questions out of her and she's like freaking out. But then Stefan ends up, like, basically, like, hypnotizing her into remembering the night that happened so he can, like, see through her eyes. And she starts, you know, describing what she saw, and she's just losing it. So he, he pulls her out when he gets the information that he needs. But then once he pulls her out of this, like, hypnosis state, all of, like, the, like, pictures and furniture just start rattling in her room. And it's scary. Yeah, the shit in her room starts going ballistic and thunder crashes. And, like, a phantom figure, after all of this settles down, writes goodnight, sweetheart, on her mirror. And we get the description from her of who it is. And it was this very tall guy. And he's translucent. I always hate tall, skinny figures. So, yeah. it, and it, so I was afraid of this guy. Yep. And he had white hair and electric blue eyes and a ratty raincoat, which is such a specific Ugh. image and that I, I don't it. like. Yeah. It's something about, like, a tattered raincoat. Yeah. I don't... It's, it's very haunting. I was just thinking of, like, the opposite and how hilarious it'd be if he was just wearing, like, like a bright yellow raincoat and, like, rain boots that clomped around. Oh, if he had, like, rain boots on, like, the, the typical yellow coat and red rain boots... I feel like I would be maybe less afraid of yeah. him. But something about a long raincoat always reminds me of, like, tall figure, long, skinny, like yeah. a Slender Man and a top hat. And I don't love that. Yeah, no, me either. It's Yeah, he's terrifying. So, like, no wonder Vicky is petrified of this. Um, and Stefan gives her vervain, which we know is the herb that will protect her from vampires. Uh, and he's like, hey, here's your instructions. You do not invite anybody in at any point. <laughs> Um, and then they're like, hey, we're also always going to guard you, so there will always be somebody here. And Damon's like, well, I'll take first shift. Um, and they're all, like, a little bit skeptical, and then they're like, okay. Yeah, they let, they leave Damon with Vicky, and the rest are going with Stefan, because Stefan's like, I need, I have a little bit of a hunch, so I need to see if the killer is a vampire. Stefan's really playing detective in this book, and he's playing it hard. Yeah, they gotta figure out if the killer's a vampire, and to do that, they need to look at Sue's body for puncture marks, so they decide to examine her body after the viewing for her funeral. Yeah. And examining the body, they sneak into the little funeral home or whatever, 
and they find a cut across her collarbone. Yeah, and we learn that this cut is not a normal cut that a vampire would give somebody. It's like a vampire only would give this cut to like another vampire to share blood with them. Yeah. It's not like a feeding cut. So we're like, this is weird because Sue definitely wasn't a vampire. Yeah, didn't pick up from this if it was like a vampire who did kill her or if it was another supernatural presence. Yeah. It was kind of vague, um, but then Bonnie's, like, upset about this, because Bonnie's always upset, and cries into Matt's shirt after this, and it's like, okay, are they, like, building them to be something? It feels like they are! I don't know. They go back to check in on Damon, they're like, what's Damon up to? And he's surprised, uh, they're surprised, because Damon hasn't really given up his post. He's yeah. being a good little boy. Yeah, and they're like, thanks, Damon. He's like, don't expect too much from me. <laughs> Which, fair. <laughs> um, can't expect a lot from Damon. Damon's a drama queen. Yeah. And what's worse is Stefan's a bit suicidal now that Elena's gone. Yeah. And he can't summon her, and he's just having a, he's having he's, a case of the Mondays. He is in his emotional feels. He feels very lonely. He's upset because he's like, Elena, when she was dying, said she'd always be with me, but she's not. And, he, and it's just like, yeah, Stefan, it's a metaphor. <laughs> like, yeah, like, look Like, your look memory of her is always with you, not her physically being there. Yeah, he's upset that Bonnie's the only one who can, like, summon her, because he's like, why not me? Yeah. I, I, hey, Stefan, I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, F- fuck these feelings. I need the history of the town. Yeah, after this this little moment where he skirts away, Bonnie's like, are you okay? And Stefan's like, need records about the founders of Bell's Church now. So um, they're going to break into the library. Yeah, and they agree that Bonnie and Meredith will wait in the car and rest a little bit. Matt will go with Stefan into the library, which is exciting because they haven't had tons of one-on-one time since, you know, they had that little fight about, you know, getting blood for Elena so she didn't fully die, but now she's fully dead. Sort yeah. of thing. Stefan and Matt need a good bonding moment. Yeah. And if it can't be the movies, why not break into the library? Yeah. So Stefan, he finds what he's looking for. And then, like, finally Stefan, like, really looks at Matt and is, like, aware that he's been so in his feelings that he hasn't, like, fully grasped. But Matt just is not himself lately. Um. So they talk and Matt really just unloads. Yeah. Matt says some pretty devastating things to him. Like, like oh. It's very much what's the point. Yeah, what's the point? And also, like, oh, you stole my ex-girlfriend and then you kill her? And Stefan's like, yeah, kind of deserve that one. Um, but Stefan, like, it's, it's like, four pages too long. It's like, yeah. Stefan gasses up Matt to giving him the will I thought it was live. hilarious. I, I thought it was perfect. I would have read more pages of it because I thought it was just so funny. Because uh, Matt goes on this, like, entire tangent of, like... What's the fucking point? Because everyone's going to die anyway. It's like, even if we beat this, what there's going to be another, like, evil thing that comes to town. And it's just going to be a cycle. What's the point? And Stefan's like, yeah, so what? And Matt's like, what? And he's like, yeah, so what if it keeps happening? Are you just, are you going to let it keep happening? Are you just going to give up and yeah. just step to the side? And Matt's like, like, fuck no. Absolutely not. I'm not going to. I like, hell, I'll let evil take over. And he goes, exactly. That's why we do this. Yeah. Yeah. Stefan guides Matt to the light. And also, while they're in there, they figure out from Honoria's diary, um, it seems like Sue died for a blood ritual, which I still, it was, like, very vague. Yeah. It didn't didn't make full sense. But I will say, arguably, it makes sense that they write it this way because the, um, 
they as characters don't fully know what it means, so we as the audience also shouldn't fully know what it means. Oh, yeah, they piece it together in a yeah. very wonderful way in yeah. how it's written, where, like, we find out at the same time they do. Yeah, which I like. And uh, we kind of have an idea that maybe the suspect is from, like, the 12th century. Like, this this guy's old. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bonnie and Meredith are watching over Vicky, and Meredith falls asleep, so Bonnie's like, I'm gonna go outside for her, like, fresh air. Yeah, Bonnie's like, I am falling asleep, I need to get some air, and Bonnie locks Meredith in the car, she's like, cool, got your back, bestie, and then she's, like, taking her walk, and she's like, oops, I did not bring keys with me. I'll just knock on the window, wake up Meredith. (laughs) Yeah, and then she immediately senses that she's not alone, Uh, and Damon shows up, and he's like, what, are you afraid of me? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, don't be afraid of me, little girl, and he's, like, tracing the lines of her lips which like okay that's it's a lot uh when matt just kind of bursts in and is like let her go yeah matt just uh matt's my favorite character bonnie goes back to the car and matt just like stands up to damon uh, and he's like really trying to be like i'm not afraid of this person and if he kills me right now that's okay because I stood up for a girl I like. Exactly. Matt's like, pick on someone your own size. Why don't you drink blood somewhere else? And Damon's like, okay, so you? That's what you're proposing here is that and I he goes, kill okay, you. yeah, if you're going to do it, then do it. And then Damon's like, okay, fine, I won't do it. And he goes, good, I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah, Damon grabs him by the collar and then he like pulls him up to eat him and then he pushes him away like, it's my watch, go. And my favorite thing is Matt goes back to the car and goes, hey guys, I think we can trust Damon now. <laughs> yeah, he's just testy. He's like a cat you're trying to hold. Yeah, exactly. But the cat doesn't want to be held. And they go get Stefan and they head back to the boarding house because it's it's deciphering clues time. Yeah. They decide to put their plans into play like after graduation. They're like, okay, uh, we've done the legwork of figuring out things, and after graduation, we're just gonna we're gonna put our our whole action into play, and this is where the book just turns for the next, like, 150 pages. Oh, yeah. Uh, just action after action. I will say I do love, because I feel like everything, like, young adult will always use, like, a graduation as an ending point. Yeah. And to have it just be a fleeting moment, and then, that like, the stuff still continues after the fact is so fun to me. Yeah, they just, they announce the class of 92, they walk, and then immediately we get into, like, a tussle with Meredith and Bonnie. Yeah. It's, it's not even a page. Graduation isn't even given a page. It's like, whatever, it yeah. happened. Yeah, class of 92, and then Andrew gives some flowers, and then Meredith and Bonnie have a huge fight, blowout fight. Bonnie slaps her, and then we realize that it was a staged fight, a part of their plan, so people would hear that Meredith was going alone to the graveyard tonight. Yes, Meredith has plans to put her grad cap on Elena's grave and makes a dig at Bonnie wanting to fuck Matt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's when she slaps Meredith and uh, Matt, in the in his own little world, is kind of ruminating on Damon saying Mr. Tanner stabbed him. Yeah. Uh, because apparently it seems now maybe it was like self-defense, mm-hmm. which I... Like, okay, did Mr. Tanner figure out that you were a vampire and then he tried to stab you? I guess we'll never know. He's dead. We really don't know. Uh, But we cut to Meredith alone, quote unquote, in the graveyard. She's just kind of waiting by the, you know, the gravestone for something to happen. 
And then Tyler shows up, which nobody was expecting. I was not expecting that. No. And Tyler's being his usual creepy self. He's like, oh, what, baby girl? What are you doing in the graveyard all alone by yourself? Yeah, once again, he's pulling the same moves that he did oh, with Elena. Gross. Wants to take her to see his family plot, which why, who is obsessed with? With their family's gravestones as much yeah. as Tyler Smallwood. Yeah, and then he also brings up, uh, like, oh, I bet it takes a lot to make you scream, but you screamed that night at Carolyn's, which is like, okay, how does he know what happened to Carolyn? He also knows Meredith has Vervain in her pocket, yeah. and it's like, well, that can protect against vampires, but it can't protect against the other thing, and it's like, what's the other thing? And then a hand grabs her, and we realize that uh, Tyler's a fucking wolf. Yeah, Tyler's a werewolf, which I also think, quite honestly, I think it hap- that happens in the CW, too. Oh, hell I yeah. I don't remember it since I watched it in high school, but I think I think Tyler was a werewolf in the show, too. Oh, nice. Um, And uh, I don't think he was the thing that killed Sue, but we get a little bit of background of, like, his family. He's like, look at my family's tombstone, and yeah. it's, like, a red ball on top of it, which yeah. I think is supposed to symbolize, like, a full blood moon. I don't know. Yeah. But finally, Matt and Bonnie and Stefan show up, and Stefan and Tyler tussle. They get a hold of him. They put, like, a nylon cord on one of his limbs and drag him over to the abandoned church. Yeah. And things get real dark in this church. <laughs> I love it. I love how on board Matt, Meredith, and Bonnie just become. Yeah, like, they become psychotic. Um. So, Stefan... Real coked out Sherlock Holmes moment is like, here's what I discovered in the library. (laughs) Yeah. Stefan starts admitting to Tyler that he figured out from Honoria's diary that he's a werewolf because it said generations ago, like, his great-great-great-great-grandfather was attacked. But um, it keeps being, like, the wolves showed up and then, like, Jacob Smallwood um, was there and... It's it's figured out somewhere in translation that he has, like, a dormant werewolf gene. Yeah. And for him to become a werewolf, he needed um to a blood initiation to, like, ignite his werewolf gene. Yeah. So the guy in the raincoat cuts Sue for him to drink. That's where the cut comes yeah. from on her collar. And bone. Tyler is refusing to talk. So what they do is they hold him down and Stefan goes... Great. So, uh, since you're not going to talk, the last thing I found in my findings is that if you want to take away someone's, like, werewolf virus, is you need to cut off one of their members. Yeah, so, it's what's it going to be? Is it going to be a hand? Is it going to be a foot? Is it going to be his dick? Is it going to be his... Does that one count? Meredith, Meredith made a jab at that. Meredith did make a jab at that. And looks like it's going to be his foot. So, Stefan gets a fucking axe out yeah. of, like, nowhere. And Matt... Holds him down so he can exclusively watch Stefan go to cut off his foot. Yeah, Matt's got his head. Meredith's got his leg. Bonnie's got his other leg. And Stefan starts going. He holds it over his head and Tyler's like, okay, 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 final talk. And then he also just starts crying because this guy, like, lied to him. He said he was going to be able to, like, do all these things as a werewolf and he can't. He also said he was going to be able to kill Carolyn and he didn't. Yeah, he's really upset that Caroline didn't fuck him. Yeah, so he's so he, he's holding a grudge about that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they're like, okay, uh, who is this guy? And he's like, I can't tell you. He'll kill me. But he does say that he's like one of the originals. So he's an original vampire. He's an old uh, yeah. dude. And he's been making vampires since before the periods. And he is going after Vicky tonight. So they all freak out. They're like, fuck. 
we gotta we gotta go to get Vicky and Tyler's like don't leave me he's gonna yeah. kill me and, and they, like, no, and they no, leave no. him there they leave him there he um, deserves it they bounce but of course the moment they get to the, uh, Vicky's the police are there and they are too fucking late oh she is hella dead like, oh she's like end of Carrie dead there's blood everywhere in her room it was described that she had like seafoam green or like sky blue walls. One of those like very uh, pastel, nice colors that was just caked in red. Yeah. And also there is a vinyl playing the song Goodnight Sweetheart. Uh. Um, like on repeat. <laughs> and the cops are like, eh, looks like a suicide. <laughs> and Stefan is pissed off and he starts fighting Damon because uh, Damon was supposed to protect her and he didn't. And Damon's like, you don't know what you're up against. And Stefan's like, I gladly would have died. I, I've been wanting to die this whole time. And everyone's like, Stefan, you can literally die at any moment. Just take off your ring. And yeah, seriously. So Stefan's yeah. like suicidal the St- whole Stephon time. Stefan has PETA in Mockingjay energy, where he just like keeps saying that he wants to die, but like never actually implementing it. I know. He's hotter though. He's got more sexual energy to him. Oh, absolutely. Peter had no sexual en- energy. Uh, Stefan's like, I gladly would have died. Did you just like watching her die? Is that what it is, Damon? Yeah. And Damon is mad and punches him. Yeah, and then he's like, you'll never see me again. And I imagine he's wearing like a cloak and like flips it as he's leaving. Yeah, and Stefan's like, I never want to see you again. And he flips his own little cloak. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, oh shoot, we left Tyler in the church! <laughs> So they go back to check on Tyler, but he's, like, gone. Like, missing. Yeah. We, we don't know. We literally don't know where he we is We literally the don't the know. Book. And they're like, well, I guess you should call it a night and go to bed. And Bonnie's like, you, Matt, Bonnie, uh, sorry, Matt, Meredith, you guys leave. I'm going to talk to Stefan for a second. And she's like, okay, so we know this guy's powerful. Do you want to drink my blood? And he's like, no, I don't drink human blood anymore. And she's like, you literally cannot fight this guy without human blood. And he's like, yeah, I know. Stefan's like, I made an insane pact with myself. I either give in to my animal instincts and become psycho, go sicko mode on the the humans. I would love if it was called sicko mode in this this series. Instead of drinking from humans, it's just called sicko mode on that blood. Yeah. Or he's like, I have to be in love with the person I take from. And Bonnie's like, whoa, that's intense. And then then remarks on how hot Stefan is. Bonnie, every time she talks with one of the guys in this book, whether it's Damon, whether it's Stefan, whether it's Matt, at some point she acknowledges how attractive these guys are. (laughs) Yeah. And she's horny. Bonnie proposes, like, maybe I can talk to Elena for you. And I thought it was going to be like, she channels Elena, Elena talks as her, and then... He drinks really? her blood yeah. as Elena, and I was like, okay, this is, for me, that was, like, the horniest idea. I was like, okay, this is kind of hot. Oh, my God, like, uh, like Stefan fucking Bonnie, who is Elena. Yeah. Like, that would have okay. been something, but instead, uh, Bonnie enters a trance and pulls uh, Stefan into it. Um, and they're in the funeral home, uh, in this dream-like sequence, and uh, Bonnie's like, hey girl, so Stefan's like really upset and wants to see you, and Elena's like, please don't, I just, I don't want him to see me like this. Elena's like, Bonnie, I can't even control these dreams, my teeth have been falling out sometimes, yeah. I don't want the guy I want to fuck 
yeah. to see me like that. And she goes, okay, let me tell him you don't want to see him. And when she's going to do that, she accidentally brings him into the sequence. Yeah, Stefan does not take no as an answer. He says, hashtag me too in this bitch. And when her mind touches his, he's uh just steps into the scene and Bonnie's like, well, I guess I'll leave them alone. Yeah. And they have their little reunion. They kiss. And Elena's like freaking out because she's like, he's going to show up. He's going to hurt you. I want to protect you. And then he shows up. And damn, is he scary looking. We got super tall, razor blue eyes, white hair, wearing a raincoat. Like I said, hate that. And we find out this is Klaus. This is Klaus that turned Catherine into a vampire originally. He is one of the original vampires. And he goes on like a super spooky villain monologue about all the shit he's been able to do. He's like, I'm an old dude. I'm an original. I fought in the Trojan War, which like, congrats. He was like, I'm responsible for the fall of Rome, which is hilarious because we talked about the fall of Rome in our last episode, having no idea that someone was going to say that. Klaus doesn't even know what's going to happen, which is 9-11. Yeah. (laughs) He would have been, he probably would have caused it. He probably would have caused it. Yeah. I bet he was in the plane and he just stepped aside. Yeah, damn. <laughs> but what what is even worse is whatever happens to Stefan in this dream world, like, carries over into the real world. So he better not get touched. He yeah. better not get, like, stabbed or and anything. Stefan's trying to be a tough guy, but Klaus is honestly terrifying because his form of haunting is illusions. And he, yeah. he'll make, he, like, makes Elena decompose and turn to bones to, like, trick with your mind. Uh, and he calls, uh, he's like, you know, Stefan, like, you can't fight me here. You're in my territory. Unreality. And we figure out a little bit why he's mad. Okay, first of all, th- I cannot explain enough how powerful this guy is. He wasn't made a vampire. He just, he was one of the first ones. Yeah. He and evolved. <laughs> he, he, like, somehow came into contact with a virus That's or something. That's hilarious. And he says that he was, there's this one woman who was nice to him way back when they had, like, pitchforks, and her mistress was dying, so he changed her, and la-di-da, it was Catherine, and now she's dead, so he's mad. Yeah. And he's punishing Elena's friends for Catherine's death, and he, like, yeah, controls this unreality dream place. There's nowhere Stefan can go. They never explain, because in the third book, Catherine says she killed Klaus, but they never explain how he lived. They don't explain how he lived. Like, was it a different looking guy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was a trick or if it was an illusion. Oh, it could have been an illusion. It could have been that, but we never really find out the answer, which I, I, one of the small details I'll nitpick on. Um, But the trance ends. Bonnie's just like, that was weird that this was like my whole vision thing and I just got to watch. Um, Because like when she like put Stefan's brain into it, she became like a third party player audience member in it. Yeah. And something that Elena told Stefan that neither Bonnie nor Klaus heard was that uh, they need to find one of Klaus's surviving victims. Yeah. And uh, Stefan's first thought is Europe. Let's, yep. let's look in Europe. Yeah, and my I do love Bonnie's arc in this because Bonnie, like, towards the end of the book is, like, these stakes are ramping up. She's so desperately, oh my gosh, sorry, excuse me, so desperately trying to show that she can, like, handle it and be cool like Meredith and everybody else is yeah. and not be emotional. <laughs> and I thought it was really fun because it's, like, she's in a really, like, scary situation like of course she's like emotionally like you know reacting to things but like it's okay it's okay but I love I do love that she's like trying 
so hard to like prove herself essentially but even though it's like girl you got psychic powers you don't have to prove shit like yeah you are essential to the team it's yeah okay. exactly we do learn that they are trying to find one of class's victims which very interesting when you share blood with a vampire like when a vampire takes your blood you sh- they share like secrets with you like from their mind yeah. their mind is so vulnerable to being penetrated which uh is kind of hot it's honestly. kind of cool i do like lj smith's interpretation of vampires they're fun yeah um and stefan's like right about to go to europe when they finally remember like oh meredith's grandpa was attacked by klaus we should go we should go talk to him so they're like, oh, okay, so Meredith, Matt, Stefan, and her, they all go see him in this institution in Virginia. And West Virginia. West Virginia. Because they're currently in Virginia. Road trip. Road trip. And Grandpa has a little bit of a freak out. He's not really saying anything, but luckily he says, like, just three words, and those are the magic yeah. words they need. so Bonnie gets him to, like, snap into into these thoughts by just, like, screaming bloody murder. Um, and then he starts just repeating white ash wood over and over again. And they're like, wow, Elena said that it, it was just a wood that we needed to kill him. It must be white ash wood. So they go to the boarding house and Mrs. Flower says that there's like a white ash wood tree in the forest. And they're like, perfect. They also seemingly have every tool on hand at the correct moment because yeah. they cut this tree down. Yep. Uh, well, I'm sure the vampires could probably, like, rip it down, too. Oh, maybe. They're strong. It was just, like, that and the axe to kill Tyler's foot. I was like, this is really convenient. Yeah. Well, maybe they brought an axe with them. Um, it's also the eve of the summer solstice, so they know some shit's gonna go down tonight because, like, that's a druid thing that Bonnie likes. Even worse, Stefan has a package waiting at home for him. And he's yeah, like, Amazon that two-day delivery. <laughs> he's like, that's crazy. No one knows that I live here and I have no friends. Yep, and then they see the a message on the mirror and they know who it's from. It's from, it's from our, our Mr. Klaus, madman, magician. Klaus. Santa Klaus. And the note says, uh, Klaus is like, I have the girl. I didn't, I did not, I could not have pieced together what girl it was. No, me either. And come to the old farmhouse to talk alone and somehow they piece together that as Caroline. Yeah, like even Matt's like, who? <laughs> I know, I was like, Elena? Is it Elena? Yeah, that's what I thought too initially. Stefan's like, I go alone. And they bicker a bit back and forth because they're like, he'll kill you. Yeah. I'm not strong enough. They, what if you're not strong enough? Drink all three of our blood. Yeah, they try to give him blood. He calls them all stupid. Yeah, he's trying really hard to push them away. And it's like, it's so laughable that they laugh. They're like, he was really overkilling it by being like, I'm going to murder you all if you stand in my way. Yeah, they're like, well, so we're going to go after him. So that's what they ultimately decide to do. Yeah, they hear his words and instead decide to not take him seriously because he's clearly on a suicide mission to be with Elena. Yeah. He's like, I want to die. Yeah, exactly. And so Matt knows a really good, like, secret way to get to this farmhouse. Um, and they get there, they see Carolyn tied up, uh, and then they start to see Stefan showing up. They also spot Klaus off in the distance, um, and they're going to stay hidden, but then Bonnie spots a trap and immediately blows their cover and is like, oh my God, Stefan, it's a trap. you got to move out of the way. Yeah. Caroline is looking to the sky and Bonnie's like, what's Caroline looking at? And follows her eyes and sees it's a waxing moon. And moons, as we know, are very werewolf friendly. necessary. Yes, exactly, for the werewolves. So Tyler is, like, up in a tree, and as Bonnie yells at Stefan to move, 
Tyler, like, crashes down in the spot that Stefan was standing. Yeah. Bonnie brings attention to herself. Yep. Not and, good. And, yeah, and so now it's a full-out fucking brawl because Klaus is trying to attack Stefan. He's able to harness lightning into his hands and throw it, which is cool as fuck. That rule. That rule, yeah. He's, like, able to channel it. Uh, Meredith is able to get to Carolyn. Uh, and it's funny because these two vampires are essentially fighting with sharpened sticks to try to kill each other <laughs> and I laughed so loud at the thought because they're so strong and yet like they're just fighting with sticks right now. I know. Bonnie compared them to Little John and uh um or not Little John like Pastor John. I don't know. I don't the know. guy who is in Robin Hood and then the pastor. Like that's what they look like. So I imagine them like fencing with big twigs. Yeah. Which is what they're doing. Yeah. And they all kind of subconsciously are like alright we're gonna pair off. Bonnie's not really doing anything. Meredith is grabbing Caroline. Tyler is about to leap at Stefan. And Matt, very bold, tackles him despite not being anything supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's like Matt versus Tyler. Uh, Bonnie is like, okay, I'll tap in over here. Like, maybe this is where I'll be useful. And uh, Matt's about to, like, hurt him or she's about to hurt him. Tyler gets a second wind and kicks Matt up straight into a tree And Bonnie describes hearing his head hit the bark as the sound of a melon uh, splatting. Yeah. So, honestly, that sounds like uh, blunt force trauma. I I would assume that he was dead. And I think in in the real world, uh, if that was the sound, he would probably probably be dead. dead. Um, But now Carolyn's rescued. Meredith taps in with Bonnie. It's now Bonnie and Meredith versus Tyler. Yeah, Bonnie knocks Tyler over the head um, with, like, a, a once again, there's just a lot of, I guess, debris and twigs. Yeah, I mean, with, it's the forest. With a large uh, branch, but Tyler falls on top of Meredith and takes a huge scratch in the process from him on her leg that's, like, pretty much deep to the bone. Yeah. And she's losing a lot of blood. Yeah, and it's so sad because Bonnie's like, oh my god, I did it! We did it! Meredith! And she, like, pushes Tyler off of her and her friend's just like covered in blood and scratches and wounds. Caroline shows up and gives Bonnie, like, the cords that she was tied with to make a tourniquet for yeah. Meredith. And Bonnie is noticing at this point that Stephanie is not really doing too hot with Klaus either. Yeah. So she gives over her duties to watch Meredith and take care of, like, Matt to Caroline. Like, can you do it? Listen, I know you're bleeding and you definitely have a concussion from something. I don't know why. Yeah. And Caroline's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do it. It's, yeah, I got it. Yeah, and Bonnie's like, okay, gonna gonna try it. And then uh, Bonnie goes over to the Klaus v. Stefan fight. Uh, she can't do much, but then right as Stefan is about to get blasted to smithereens, a stick shoots Klaus through the back. Yep, Stefan's not looking too hot because his little white ash wood stick got broken in half by Klaus. The part with all of the shards in it got shoved in him somewhere, and right as he's about to deliver a final blow with that stake, uh, Damon throws an arrow in Klaus's back. And says, get away from my brother. Klaus is like, Damon, I told you, we do not need to fight about this. Uh, But Damon is not having it. Damon is a wild card, and he is like our own little Judas. He's like a good Judas. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great way of describing him. And Klaus (laughs) runs into the woods. Uh, like fleeing from uh, this situation 
Um, and Damon approaches Stefan, who's dying and is trying to give his brother some power, but it's no use. And very sweet. Damon's holding his hands like, I am so sad. My brother is dying. We get a little emotion from him. Yeah. But can't be emotional for too long because Klaus is fucking back and he's pissed. And Stefan is like, he is coming back. No Bonnie. Once again, I'm not going to take your blood. Uh, Damon, uh, you have to promise me one thing. You got to get them to safety. And he's like, I don't care about any of them. I only care about you. And Stefan's like, no, Damon. I'm dying. Promise. <laughs> Damon's like, you got to get them to safety. And Damon is is like fine and starts like going out the woods with them when Klaus comes back and literally just like strikes him in the back with lightning. Yeah. So I imagine Damon gets hit with lightning and then like kind of bursts a little bit like on his back, just falls on his face and he stops moving. Yeah. And Bonnie is kind of taking in the scene. She's like, cool, uh, boy I like, down. Best friend, down. Girl I kind of like, concussed and doing her best. Stefan, down. Damon, down. Me, uh. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie's the only one there. And uh, so Klaus is uh, like, I'm going to take care of you, speaking of Damon later. And he's like, I'm going to take care of you now to Stefan. So he starts walking over to Stefan or like striding or flying, whatever he does. And Bonnie intervenes and just says no. And Klaus yeah. is like, no. He's like, the power of confusion. He's like, move. And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, what are you? Wait, okay, sorry. What do you mean? I am immortal. Yeah. I am even invincible. And she's like, I won't let you hurt him. <laughs> and so he's just like a little confused. And he's like, all right, fine. I guess you both will die. And in her last ditch effort... Gotta give it up for Bonnie for the element of confusion. She just starts yelling, Elena. I would be like, why are you calling on your dead friend? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Something with this girl's psychic powers. It calls on the uh, unquiet spirits of the graveyard. And mist starts pouring into this uh, open field that they're in, which I think is cool as shit. Yeah, Klaus was bad picking the summer solstice to fight because yeah. her powers are strong. Yeah, and now we have ghosts of, you know, Confederate and Union soldiers all coming into the field. Let's fucking go. Last but not least, Elena shows up. They said... Uh, we're not going to unite over racism. We're going to unite over this redhead in a field crying. Hey, they're going to kill the white man still, though. They're going to kill the white man. So uh, both the Confederates and the Union, not only they came together for this last-ditch cause, uh, Elena is leading the army. Yeah, like, good for her. Maybe they're like, she's pretty. Let's follow her. <laughs> she got promoted to general in heaven. Um, and Klaus is like, you guys can't kill me. You're a bunch of ghosts. I'm immortal. And they're like, no, we can kill you. Elena's like, did you hear that? He's going to spill blood. And they're like, spill blood, spill blood, spill blood. We don't want more blood. No No more more blood. No more blood. No more blood. Uh, So they start chasing him. (laughs) And yeah, and they basically absorb his entire entity and kill Klaus. Was it kill? I just thought they kind of took him away somewhere. Oh, I thought they like completely covered him and absorbed him. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That could have been it. I, I truly did not understand. I just, like, thought that they, like, hovered over him in a ball and then took him somewhere. Oh, no. I think they, like, destroyed him. And Tyler sees this and is like, fuck this. I'm out. And he, like, runs through the fire, catches on fire, rolls around, gets the fire out, and, like, keeps running. Oh, he got away? I wasn't sure about that. Tyler flees and Bonnie's like, hey, I should maybe take this opportunity to uh, squeeze Elena out of a few things. Elena, my little perfect angel, since you're here, can you heal everything? 
everyone. And she does. It's a little weird. But Elena, the ghost and guardian angel, heals Matt, Meredith, Carolyn, Stefan, Damon. Yeah. Elena's like, Stefan, you want me to save you? Here's a little kiss. Matt, do you want me to save you? Here's a little kiss. A little kiss for Caroline. A little kiss for Meredith. Kiss the back of Damon's head because remember, Damon has face planted. <laughs> so he is just slight as a feather, stiff as a board. That's face down so in the funny. Dirt. But that's literally exactly what happens. And then she's like, and my final gift to all my little kisses is a nice light rain. <laughs> And that's it. And there's a nice, like, little rain as everyone has now come back to life. Yeah, and she's like, wow, that was sweet. I must go now. And Stephanie's like, no, wait, what? No. Bye. No, wait, what? Bye. There's a tearful goodbye where she doesn't get to be with Stephanie anymore. And he's grabbing for her hands. And she's disappearing into the dark. But he's grabbing for her hands. Yeah, and then he just, like, one final uh, moment just calls up into the sky and curses for elena and a flash happens looks like the sun explodes uh kerpow a slender naked girl is deposited before them and it's it's just it's just it's elena it's elena and she's back she's naked she's naked and she's back and she is very confused she picks up a lot of leaves and she's like what are these leaves yeah because she can feel things now because she's dead for a while she's touching earth and shit yeah so elena's back to life and we think she's full human because they describe her skin not being like the vampire gray but it's like that pink new skin new chance of life she notices bonnie she's like bonnie and then bonnie goes and hugs her bonnie straight up tackles her and it's like whoa girl hold on like she just you know resurrected like maybe don't be tackling her i would be kind of tired i think i would want to sleep for like 16 days if i just saved all my friends yeah and and, and, and also you light. just like lived in the underworld for a few months that's oh, exhausting. She's going to have a lot to journal back now, about. Definitely. Now back. Yeah. Um, and then Bonnie, like, coerces Meredith into coming over and saying hi to her. Caroline comes over and is like, you're going to need a dress now that you're alive. Yep. And she puts her dress on Elena. She has a little slip underneath. And then Matt's like, Damon, you're not so bad after all. And he goes, yes, I am. And he goes, no, here's, no, here's why. And he's like, I know you you got uh, Mr. Tanner out of self-defense. And we get that you couldn't save Vicky because you weren't invited in. But you're not so bad. Yeah, this is taking place while Elena is smooching Stefan a lot. And then Elena and Stefan, like, turn to open their hands wide to Damon. And they're like, you're home. Come hug us. And he's like, I'm not like you. I'm different. And they're like, no, Damon. And Damon's like, I couldn't help Vicky. She didn't invite me inside. And yeah. they're like, Damon, now's not the time. And yeah. then he's like, fuck you guys. It's cold out here. And he gives Elena's jacket. And then he just goes away. Yeah. He's still a little broody boy. But that's where the, the fourth book ends. Yeah. That's, we, we're not sure uh, for sure if Elena's a human or not. But I, yeah, I think, I think she probably is. Yeah. I think, well, I guess we're going to find out what happens next in the Return Trilogy, which is the next three books in the series. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what happens. When's Elena going to become a vampire again? Because obviously she's probably going to have to. 
<laughs> if it's just the constant cycle. Of like, like, make a choice. Uh, it's hilarious. I can't wait. I'm really excited to see what happens next. I am too. Which brings us to, like, our predictions. Our top five this week is top five things we want to happen in the next trilogy. Yeah. Uh, number five, and thank God he wasn't in this book. No more Alaric. He's creepy. He's weird. Predator if he's sleeping with an 18-year-old girl. Exactly. It because it, it seems like he was it, it was described like he was like waiting for her to turn 18, yeah. which is not romantic. No, that's creepy as fuck. I'm not down. Number 4, Damon really just needs to get over himself. Buddy, you're you're not, you know, Mr. Dark Magician. You're not you have feelings. Except that you have feelings. You're not weird. You're a weirdo. We want to love you and maybe maybe get you a Tumblr. Maybe in the new year he gets a Tumblr yeah. and finds an online community. And maybe, I feel like he just needs a hobby. Start painting or something. He does need a hobby. Um, number three, while we don't know what's going to happen next plot-wise, but sounds like we could introduce some new mythical creatures. We got ghosts in this one. Why stop there? Give us a mermaid. Give us a centaur. Aliens? Give us any and all. Loch Ness Monster, I'm calling it. I'm done with just the vampires, werewolves. There's got to be a third uh, uh, piece to the triangle. Well, now we we have ghosts. Yeah, I guess ghosts. But now we need a fourth one to make it square. What's the sun animal? You know, we got like moon animals. We got werewolves and vampires. They're like, they they go by the moon. What's the sun animal? You mean like like something that comes out in the daytime? Yeah. Like a zombie? Oh, that's not fun, though. Yeah. I want something sexy. I want, like, I can't fuck a zombie. What about I mean, a... you could. It'd just be kind of weird. I was going to say a princess, but that's not... A <laughs> <laughs> creature of princess. Oh, we could do, like, witches. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty in this world. I guess. All right, well... We'll think th- on it. We'll c- think back of other cool monsters that could come to play. Number two, we want Bonnie and Matt to get together. Yeah. Absolutely. They hinted at it a lot. They even in the first book talked about like Bonnie being like, oh, well, if you're going to dump Matt, that means I can date him now, right? So like they've They've been been like teasing it. it. Yeah. And number one, no surprise. This is pretty much a guarantee for any season of Yahweh Reddit. Give us sex. Yeah, we just want sex. We're we want a sex people. scene. Uh, we, we're four books in. We've got lots of smoochies, but we haven't gotten any sexies. We've either gotten behind the scenes sex, which we want we want in front of the scene sex. Yeah. Or we've gotten uh covert sex. We want overt sex. Yeah, we- I want I want a full chapter of descriptive sex. Yeah. Let's go. And honestly, I feel like we could maybe get into it. Elena's alive. I'd fuck her if she was dead and came back alive. Like I mean, God delivered her naked on a hand. Yeah, platter, come on, Stefan. What platter. are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and that brings us to our canceled character of the week. Maggie, do you want to say ours on three? Yeah, I'm sure it's the same. All right. It might not be. Okay. All right. One, One two, two, three. Tyler. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose Tyler again. I was thinking about when you started forming Tyler, I was like, yeah, that would make sense. Um, because, uh, you know, like he's, he's in living in the present. He has no reason to like turn on these people really. Well, yeah. And here's the thing. Klaus, piece of shit. But also Klaus didn't do anything horrible. He didn't kill anybody he, he killed sue he but killed sue and vicky oh yeah that too i forgot but uh he didn't kill meredith's grandfather he didn't get to kill carolyn he got defeated pretty fast he gets defeated pretty fast and also tyler just seems like he is going out of vengeance and yeah class is going out of vengeance but it's not like personal yeah it's just like 
you killed this person that I love, so, yeah. and I don't have a relationship with you. If you want to kill someone you yeah. have a relationship with, you, I Don't get me wrong. I think Klaus is terrifying, but yes. Tyler's such a predator. He's such a wannabe tough guy villain, yeah. and that's why I canceled him. Okay, I will switch my vote to Tyler. Wow, Tyler again. Uh, he's now 50% of our canceled characters for this season so far. He better, he he better, better step it up. I would love a redemption act for together. Tyler. Damn. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Yowie Reddit. Book five is The Return Nightfall, which I'm very excited about. Ooh. Um, at least I'm pretty sure it's that one I, I checked this morning, but I could be remembering it wrong. This series has been the hardest for keeping the books together in my mind for some reason. Yeah, I think it's also because uh, they all have just like uh, every series we do, they all usually have like um, names that all like are kind of a continuation of each other. But these ones are just very much like um, buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, regardless, we will prevail and keep going because we've got 13 books to read and we're almost halfway there. Let's um, do it. Let's talk about where people can follow us. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Yahweh Reddit, um, where we post content sometimes. We're trying to get better at it. We're trying to get better at it. You can follow us on Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura, where we also post content sometimes. We post that more regularly. We post that one more regularly. Our Twitter is popping, though. Our Twitter is popping indeed. And if you live in the Chicago area, we also perform um, and post on Instagram. So come to one of our shows. Yes. Uh, and also go to our website, MeganLaura.com. You can watch our web series and other things there. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if you're feeling extra crazy, want want a little pen pal action, email us. present at gmail.com. Yep. And that's it. That's it for that's this us. episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll see you all next week for the next fifth fifth episode of the season. Love it. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.